plan. So it just gets you into the scriptures just enough to be thinking about the theme for the week um, and reading your way through Lent as a sense for growing closer to God. So if you'd like an extra copy or if you didn't get the mailing, we do have a few extra on the information desk. You can pick some up on um, in the office during the week as well. Ash Wednesday is this Wednesday at 12.15 or 6.15. We will be sharing in the imposition of ashes and Holy Communion. Uh, if you have a coworker or a friend you might encourage to come join you, we would love to, to share that experience with them as well. Our 40 for 40 campaign is underway, and one of the next phases is really um, doing the work of planning. So the sanctuary renewal uh, planning team is being formed. If you're a person who has insight or skill in, in, in um, just care for property or um, design and you'd like to be on that team, if you would please reach out and email me your contact and your interest, that would be really wonderful. You can find my email online under about and team, and you'll see my picture there. Um, it'd be great to hear from you so that we can start that work together soon in the coming month. Pastor Justin is away. He had some pre-scheduled vacation with friends. Um, even before he started talking about this call, and that seems like an important thing, especially in the midst of transition. Um, so he'll be back with us again next week. Uh, please do remember that his installation is March 8th, and we'd love to have lots of people here. Um, you all have supported me and my ministry and my family so much. So we're thankful that even though he can't be here, his family is. And I didn't tell them I was going to put them on the spot. But Cheryl and Gilman Smoot are here, Pastor Justin's parents, along with Genevieve and Lillian. Um, so please, as you get a chance to welcome them, um, it would be wonderful. Um, and we're so thankful to have you and your family and Justin here as a part of our ministry in our life. They're right in the front row. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot without warning like that. Today is the transfiguration. In Greek, the word is metamorphosis. And so during the sermon, you're going to see some images of change. And it's one of those Sundays where maybe the visual will help you more than the spoken word. But perhaps the spoken word might help you in conjunction with the visual. So if, uh, if you find yourself getting drawn into that, those images, it's a series of films that show images of change or growth. Um, and I think you might hear the gospel or see the gospel just as much as hearing it. Um, and so that will be something that we try today. With that, let's stand together as we center our hearts and our minds for worship. We will begin with the confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who creates us and forms us, who redeems us and calls us, who unites us and sends us. Amen. Gathered in God's presence, let us confess our sin. Mighty and loving God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We seek our own way. We divide the body of Christ. In your mercy, cleanse us and heal us. Let the words of our mouths, the thoughts of our hearts, and everything that we do be filled with faith, hope, and love. Hear the voice of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim release to the captives 
In the name of Jesus Christ, I proclaim to you that your sins are forgiven and you are released. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are yours forever. We join together in hymn 314. Setting four for Holy Communion, which begins with the glory to God on page 148, the small numbers at the front of the hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on with you. Let us pray. O God, in the transfiguration of your son, you confirmed the mysteries of the faith by the witnesses of Moses and Elijah. And in your voice from the bright cloud declaring Jesus, your son, you foreshadowed our adoption as your children. Make us heirs with Christ of your glory and bring us to enjoy its fullness through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated, and I would invite children forward for a message. And I'll warn you now, this is congregational participation. So, all right.
you guys can have a seat up front. We're going to do... Are you? Oh, I know. I feel that way too sometimes. When you get really excited, what are some things that you do? When you get really excited, how do you show it? Yeah. You might smile, right? You're really excited. What do you do? Yeah. You jump for joy? Yeah. What else? You may get crazy. That's right. When you get really excited for God, what do you shout out? God. How about Alleluia? Can you say that with me? Alleluia. Alleluia is a way of praising God and being excited about all that God has done. So I'm going to teach you a song because we're about to head into a different season of the church. Next time you come here, all of the fabric on the altar, the pulpit, this stool right here, it's all going to turn purple. And we're going to be in a different season of the church here for Lent. Yeah, Ash Wednesday. And what happens is for the season of Lent, we give up saying Alleluia in church. So we're going to just celebrate Alleluia one last time with a song. And Carolyn's going to help me with it. And we're going to divide you guys all in half. So if you guys want to divide kind of here, you guys go that way. You guys go that way and stand on up. And Carolyn's going to help me, all right? This is, this is the way the song goes. Yep. That's the one. So you guys are going to be the Alleluia side, okay? You guys are going to be the Praise of the Lord side. You guys are going to be the Alleluia side. You guys are going to be the Praise of the Lord side, okay? So when it's your turn... Every, everybody's going to start squatting, okay? But when it's your turn, you're going to stand up and sing, Allelu, 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 Alleluia. Praise you, Lord. Allelu, 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 Alleluia. We'll all join in on that last one, okay? So let's sing it as loud as we can, and you guys join in too. Oh yeah, yep. Try. Which is what Alleluia means, right? Okay. So everybody's gonna start squatting. If you guys want to stand on the Alleluia, you can. I'm just saying. I think this side's gonna, I think this side's gonna maybe be louder. So we'll see how it goes. Ready? One, two, three. Allelu, 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 alleluia. Allelu, 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 alleluia. Which side do you think has it? Which side do you think was louder? This side? Which side do you think was louder? Should we try it again? Let's try it again. Okay, ready? Everybody down. Ready? Ready? The big fake out in the middle. Yeah, that's the hard part, right? Ready? One, two, three. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
let's put the alleluia away by doing it really quietly, okay? Okay, ready? One, two, three. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Have everyone. You guys did great. You guys did great. Thank you. So you can have a seat. We are going to put the Alleluia away until a special day. Does anybody know the name of that special day? Easter morning. Not Valentine's Day. Easter. We'll bring Easter back. Yeah. That's right. When the Easter bunny comes and Jesus rises from the dead that's when the alleluia will come back so for now we're going to thank God and know that we can praise God with alleluias in our hearts even if we don't say it out loud okay the Lord be with you and repeat after me dear Jesus we praise you we sing alleluia we glorify your name be with us as we enter into Lent. Be with us as we reflect on your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You can head to Sunday school or back to your pew.
The first reading is a reading from Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, Wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain, in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 2 is appointed for today. We read responsibly by half verse. Psalm 2. Why are the nations in an uproar? Why do the kings of the earth rise up in revolt and the princes plot together? Let us break their yoke, they say. God, whose throne is in heaven, is laughing. Then in wrath, God speaks to them. As for me, I have anointed my king. Let me announce the decree of the Lord. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. You shall crush them with an iron rod. And now, you kings, be wise. Submit to the Lord with fear. Lest the Lord be angry and you perish in a sudden blaze of wrath. The second reading is from Second Peter. We did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received honor and glory from God the Father when that voice was conveyed to him by the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophetic message more fully confirmed. You will do well to be attentive to this, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. First of all, you must understand this, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. 
because no prophecy ever came by human will, but men and women moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. from May 28th, 2008. Adam LeWinter and Jeff Orlowski were doing their work on the 17th day of time-lapse filming a glacier in western Greenland. While checking in with the project director, LeWinter admits nothing is happening other than some wind. The glacier was just stagnant when all of a sudden it wasn't stagnant anymore and the largest calving event of a glacier happened in known history and the whole thing lasted over 75 minutes. The height of that ice is 3,000 feet. And the size of the piece that broke off, the entire lower tip of Manhattan. Things went quickly from nothing is happening to this massive shift and change. Earthquakes and volcanoes, crash diets, accidents, Stocks plummeting, snap decisions like getting a haircut that you regret, the interruption of death. These are changes that are similar from nothing is happening to instant change and movement. But then there's slow change, things like erosion and weathering, compound interest, a lifestyle shift, healing processes, the strengthening of a relationship through communication skills, the growing of children, the befriending of grief. Change is inevitable, but sometimes it shows itself over a long arc of time. And then again, like this glacier, sometimes it comes out of nowhere. The word transfiguration, which is what we celebrate today, is translated from its Greek origin, metamorphosis. 
And in the slides that are ahead, in the video that is ahead, you will see change processes that take place in many different forms. So again, you have permission to tune out of what I'm saying if you can't follow both. But I think in change, in growth that happens over time, we find metamorphosis. We find our faith taking shape in new ways, changing. And the Holy Spirit changing within us our sense of call, our vocation to be something new. But we don't always see the growth from day to day. An old Hasidic tale goes like this. Rabbi Uri taught, man is like a tree. If you stand in front of a tree and watch it incessantly to see how it grows, you will see absolutely nothing at all. But if you tend to it, if you prune the runners, if you keep the vermin from it, all in good time, it comes into its growth. And the same is true with people. All that is necessary is for them to overcome obstacles and they will thrive and grow. But it is not right nor fair to examine them every hour to see how much has been added to the growth. So today, the gospel shows us a glimpse of transformation where on a mountain peak, Jesus' form is instantly transfigured and soon he is no longer in the sole company of his brothers and friends peter james and john he is glistening he is sitting among the greats moses and elijah who themselves represent the entire way everybody knew god the law and the prophets peter wants to stay there on that mountain Peter does not want to change. He does not want to leave what is good. He wants things to stay the same. So he even offers a place for everybody to sleep. He doesn't want what Jesus says about his suffering and his crucifixion to be true. He doesn't want to confront the reality that comes after life on top of that mountain. But of course, this comes from Peter's history of growth. So we look at Peter in the Gospel of Matthew and we find his name 26 times. First appearing on the shores of Galilee with his brother Andrew, casting his net into the sea when Jesus first walks by. I wonder if when Peter dropped his fishing nets to follow Jesus, if he still smelled like fish for a little while. Or if his feet were calloused and cracked from the amount of time he spent in the sea and getting into and out of the boat from the shore and the sand. And it's a couple of chapters after that that we see some growth because we see Peter coming back again where Jesus goes into his home and heals Peter's mother-in-law who was really, really sick. From this little story, we learn about Peter a few things. That before he dropped those nets, he had enough resources, was successful enough in his business to establish a home of his own with walls and a roof. That Peter... One of the apostles was married and had a wife who had a mother that was ill. We see in his following of Jesus, this connection is revisited after he has left to follow Jesus. He was a primary witness to other healings and other miracles. He was present for many of other Jesus teachings, even that miraculous feeding. And you can see Peter's growth. 
It's not until chapter 14 that Peter begins to experience for himself the majesty of God through Jesus firsthand. It was stormy, and Peter was on the sea with the other disciples. It's early in the morning, and Jesus walks toward them, and Peter cannot believe his own eyes. And so he says, Lord, if that is you, command me to come to you on the water, and I will come. And of course, Jesus does invite Peter to grow in his trust, to get out of the boat and experience the glory of walking on the water. And then Peter steps back and forgets the growth that has happened. He becomes frightened. He starts to sink, and he calls out for Jesus to save him. Perhaps because he had experienced that miracle of Christ's presence for himself, when Jesus later asks the disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter relies on his own sense and his own history to say to Jesus, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And not long after that, the growth that comes through the school of hard knocks, when things don't go well, befalls Peter too, as he questions why Jesus would talk about dying and crucifixion. That is not the change that Peter had signed up for. And the one who just called him Peter the Rock says to the same person, Get behind me, Satan, for you are a stumbling block to me. It was six days after that, only six days, that Peter, James, and John go up with Jesus on that high mountain where something extraordinary occurs. And just as Peter begins to lay out the plan for their accommodations, to stay there, to not change, to stay in the company of God, to not struggle, to not go through the rest of life, but to be in the presence of the design, divine, the voice of God overwhelms him. And God says, this is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And Peter falls to the ground with James and John, he is overwhelmed by fear. He's stuck there on that mountain, but in a different kind of way. So Jesus comes close to Peter again, and in the Gospel of Matthew, he touches him. I'd like to imagine maybe somewhere on his shoulder or the base of his head, and he says to Peter, what might be the summary of the Gospel? Get up. Get up, Peter. Do not be afraid. We can't hold it against Peter that after all that change, he just wants to stay up there on that mountain with Jesus. I mean, you get close enough to an actual experience of the divine, you want to drink it in and never leave when life is good. Never leave that mountaintop. When things come easy, never go home from vacation. Never get back in the car to make the drive away from that place. And yet, that is not the place to stay camping up on that mountain. Jesus knows that more is before him to complete what God had intended. To unite God with beloved Peter and beloved humanity forever. So if that old tale is right, standing there and staring at the tree will not make it grow attending to the work down the mountain, visiting and accompanying the people down there in the valley, on the shoreline, at your workplace, in your place of learning, 
in your home, in your family, in your neighborhoods. The follower of Christ does come into its growth over time. Because the follower of Christ will follow him all the way to Jerusalem and to the cross and to the death where the sins of the world are nailed through hands and feet and a crown of thorns changes into glory, that beloved son, with whom God is well pleased, to whom we will not only listen but also die with so that we might rise with him. Coming into our growth takes a lifetime. We so desire to have faith, so steady and so solid all of the time. But it is something that grows and changes in a lifetime. And together we enter into another slow season, a season of prayer and repentance and fasting, where people of a promise, that's you and me, covered in our skin and our bones and our identity as dust, prepare to change but we stay there just for a little while recognizing that we also find transformation where we are raised to new life and invited like Peter get up do not be afraid much like Peter faith is formed with patience and trust that we are who God says we are transformed sinners Receivers of undeserved love. It takes time to believe. It takes time to let it sink in. Because there's just so much change in our lives. And we are always with Peter, not quite fully there, but in some sort of process of becoming. An Ignatian by prayer by Tilhard de Chardin gets to the heart of this, and I will leave you with these words. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet, it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas, your faith mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill, will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's stand and sing.
with the whole church, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, your loving power is working among us. Rouse and embolden your church that we too might be transfigured, set alight in the world for the sake of the gospel. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Awesome God, you speak and the earth trembles. You display your majesty in the mountains and your mystery in the clouds. Grant that we discover your magnificence in all of your created world. Hear us, O God. Ruler of nations, your reign extends across all human borders. Guide world leaders in justice and righteousness, that they may work for equity and for all people, and protect the world that you have made. Hear us, O God. Gracious God, you are a refuge for all who are neglected and abused. Bring freedom to those who are oppressed and give comfort to those experiencing pain of any, t- any kind, especially those on our prayer list, those for whom a candle has been lit, and those we name in our hearts. Hear us, O God. God of Moses and Elijah, you made your dwelling place at the top of a mountain with Jesus and his disciples. Dwell also in this congregation, that all who enter this community might be transformed by your brilliant presence. Hear us, O God. Everlasting God, you offer eternal life to all your children. Thank you for the witness of those who lived and died in faith. Hear us, O God. Confident that you are able to accomplish more than we even dare to ask, we bring these prayers before you, believing in your saving grace, revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We share Christ's peace with one another.
us pray. God of all creation, all you have made is good and your love endures forever. You bring forth bread from the earth and fruit from the vine. Nourish us with these gifts that we might be for the world signs of your gracious presence in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for them all to drink, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant of my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy our daily bread, and us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And is the kingdom, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is Christ's table. There is a place for you here, and all are welcome. You may be seated.
Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, we give you thanks that you have set before us this feast, the body and blood of your Son. By your Spirit, strengthen us to serve all in need and to give ourselves away as bread for the hungry through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Our sending song number 318. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.